Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hello, everybody. You've downloaded our podcast. If you're new, welcome. If you are returning, welcome. Welcome also. Welcome back. Back, yes. We'll take anyone, anytime, anywhere. If you've got ears, we will take you. If you've got eyes, you can watch our videos. Any audience is a great audience. Hostile audience, that's fine. Hey, if they're buying tickets, whatever. <laughs> it must be when you're doing stand-up, you must think that like when people are hanging crap on you, like, you suck. You're like, well, I've made 28 bucks out of your loser, whatever. <laughs> Probably more so if, if we got ticket sales. But generally, if you're at a club, it's, it's you know. Oh, like where, yeah, they're already there yeah. and you just stand up. It was up. free, yeah. Dick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Thanks. I had what well, we had one. We were out at, a, um, I think it was the Alex Hills Hotel. And um, this group came in halfway through my set and um, they were just real down. And we were like, guys, you're at a comedy cl- night. You're supposed to be laughing. Come on. You know, that's why we're all here, aren't we? I'm like, this is a wake. Cool. What <laughs> time of the day was it? The evening. They had a wake at night? Well, they yeah. have a wake at, well, often if you have like a funeral at two o'clock, they might have went there. I guess Stav wasn't the headliner and started at 5 p.m. maybe. <laughs> so yeah. I wasn't the only one that died that day. <laughs> <laughs> then we have one. It was a funny one. Uh, at Did the, you say that on stage? <laughs> no, probably. Yeah. Uh, at the casino. Do you remember years ago? Uh, year, well, years ago, there used to be a gig at the casino, and it was in this bar, the middle bar. So people, it, there was a thoroughfare. People were walking back and well, forth this is constantly. What Marty Sheargold, his mm. story. Which one? Was when people were walking past. That's right. why he quit doing stand-up. Right. Of this. No, well, this, I don't think it's because of this, because um, there was a bomb scare yeah. at the casino. And the, the security said, you've got to get up. This wasn't, I was on the night, but it yeah. wasn't me that did that. They said to the MC, you've got to get up and say that we have to evacuate. Now, you don't send a comedian to go and say, to say something. Because he was like, guys, uh, bomb scare, you're going to get out. Everyone laughed. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, like the clock could be ticking. We all have to get up and go, ah, tell us another one. Who's the next act? Took him like five minutes to convince everybody that wow. there was a bomb. We had oh, my God. That's yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then, so what, did the security then have to come up on stage and be like, no, or, or they just went think, on for long enough that everyone's like, everyone's oh, like, oh, no, oh, no, you did serious. serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That then became a part of their routine everywhere they went. Guys, it's a bomb scare. (laughs) (laughs) I know, because I'm the one that put it in, so. (laughs) (laughs) Look under your seats. Which one of you's got the uh, lucky door prize? Uh, Good times. Uh, Hey, on today's show, um, it's all in there. Um, We, of course, um, get some very funny stories on from when you thought they were going to propose. Mm. But no, they were whipping out a vape and saying, do you want to have a go on this? <laughs> and we chatted to your family, Maddie. Your lovely wife yes. and son came in to talk about the upcoming Father's Day. What are you going to get your dad for Father's Day? <laughs> Excuse get him me. Anything? Bless you. Uh, a port, a nice port. A port. He does like a nice port. Vintage yes. Phantom comic. <laughs> he would absolutely love that. Does he still have his? Oh, that's a good question. Could you ask him? Well, he used to buy them every weekend with his pocket money. Mm. He used to buy a movie ticket because uh-huh. he used to go to the movies all the time. Yeah. And every, this is every week. That is my spirit animal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, the theatre. Because uh-huh. uh, that's what they were called. Mm. The, and pictures. the pictures. The pictures. I still yeah. call them the pictures. Um, and then he would buy a comic book. Yep. And all for 89 cents back mm-hmm. in those days. He's also uh, not a hoarder. Yeah, but comics are different. Oh, I don't know. Ask him, though. He throws everything out. Right. Well, when does collecting become hoarding, you know? Well, that's true. Mm. That is true. My uh, Empire Magazine collection's getting a bit out of hand. I've been collecting them for, oh, for 20 years now. How many you got? 
well, there. Let's sit, <laughs> this should be easy to work out. There's one every month. I've been collecting them for twelve years, uh, twenty years. So how many is that? A lot. Two hundred. <laughs> Two hundred and forty. Yeah, right. Where do you keep them? I've got a bookshelf, but that's full. They're sort of scattered throughout the storage areas in the house. Yeah. Now. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think it becomes hoarding when they just become a stack in the corner. Mm. You know, if they're not like put away somewhere in your way. Yeah. Yeah. Those or, hoarding houses are such a weird oh. affliction, isn't it? Mm. Well, they it's rubbish. They collect rubbish, like mm. newspapers and stuff. Mm. It's not rubbish to them. No. I know. That's what's that crazy. Those shows where they go to try and clean them up and they're like, no, that's got to stay. No, that's got to stay. Yeah. yeah. And they come out and they go, here's all the things that are thrown away and they break down. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Mm. Uh, okay. Here we go. Let's get into the podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Hmm. Do you remember yesterday I was saying during thanks but no thanks that I went to the hospital and they were like, excuse me, before you go in, you have to take that mask off. And I had my like my outgoing mask, which is when it's like a silk one. Yeah. So it doesn't block my skin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, you just got to take that off. And I was like, why? And they're like, you got to put a surgical one on. And she was very nice. She said, because some people aren't washing their masks after every use. And I went, oh, dirty people. No worries. I'll take that. But. It's made me do a little bit of research into what exactly do our masks have on them. Oh, oh no. Why'd you do that? Because it's interesting. We're like, we're into the pandemic. We should all be used to masks. But unfortunately, and you have to, you have to be honest, no one's washing their mask after every single use. No. And is it, are they like underwear? You should wash them every day, like have yes. a fresh set every yes, day. Yes, you should. Because they're saying that when you think about it, and they use some terrible words, but you are... You're breathing into it, mm-hmm. so you've got saliva mm-hmm. and you've got a lot of skin cells. So people yeah. that are saying that I'm breaking out because of it, uh, yeah, you're correct because uh, you're wearing <laughs> you're wearing your, we gonna, your mask. We're not going to blue light our masks, are we? Uh, well, are you washing yours after every single use? God no, no. And they're saying that with the surgical ones, you, you should you know wear it every time. It's harder with females as well because you've also got makeup on it, mm-hmm. which carries a lot of bacteria, and it even goes down to how much are you changing your foundation. Yeah, and everyone's uh, like, oh, this is just shame after shame. Because I've got a black one like yours, and the only way I know the difference is because yours is covered in a different <laughs> brand of makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, that's not my shade. That's, yeah. that's yeah. absolutely yours. Yeah. So they've done a bit of research into one that has been washed daily, a material one, a disposable one, and one that hasn't been washed in a month. Okay. They're saying that all of them carry bacteria. Mm-hmm. So it, it, they're ones that you would expect. And they even use a word, which I think is so bad, that all of them are moist. Uh-huh. Well, they would be. Well, you think you've got your hot breath. Yeah. Hot mm. breath on it. Mm. And I always, do you guys do the breath check when you put yours on? I can't help myself. I just put it on and go, <sighs> no. See where I'm at. Right. Yeah. Mm, I will yeah. now. Well, I don't really think. So e-, e. coli has come up quite a bit. Mm, it's everywhere. And chloroform, a bacteria such as chloroform and E. coli has come up um, a I'm lot. Sleepy. <laughs> now, isn't, here isn't chloroform that's that the one stuff that, on the in movies? The movies yeah. That puts you to sleep? Yeah. In reality, that takes like two hours, though. Really? Yeah. Mm. I mean, what if you up the dose? <laughs> <laughs> so they're saying that we found so many different colonies of bacteria in the mask. Yeah. And here's the difficult one, and here's the one that you go, ooh. They have found a bacteria which is in... Poop. 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 And why do you think that is? Because you take your mask to the bathroom. You take your mask to the bathroom and you take it off with your hands. Yes. So they're saying that um, if that's the case, then maybe you should keep your mask on when you're doing mm. your food when you go there. But because you're touching it with your hands, 
then there is poop particles on the yeah. inside and the ah. outside. Which doesn't make sense that you go for a poo and you think, oh, finally get this mask off and get some fresh air. Yeah, that's that, true. That, that, if, if there's that's anywhere true. in the world that you stay masked, that's a good point. it's on the crapper. Mm. So they say none of these would make us seriously ill because they're all around us all the time. But for people that are worried about clear skin and stuff like that, then yes, you should be washing it daily. And they're saying make sure that you dry it in the sun. It needs to be either in a dryer if it can, yeah. in the sun, or if you're really uh, short for a hairdryer would be the way to go. Ah, oh, clever. So, yeah. yeah. It'd have to be, because remember they came out a few years ago, the ultraviolet cleaners for your phones. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to invest in ultraviolet cleaners for your masks. Mm. But they've said with doing the test of this mask, mm. there is a clear sign that people aren't washing their hands enough. They're saying during a pandemic, mm. we've all learnt that we need to use hand sanitizer and wash our hands more, but they've done the test of the mask to prove that we're not. But I think the thing... They're still saying just wear them as well. Yeah, of course. course. Um, With the toilet one, you would put your mask back on before you got to the sink. No, but I think the idea would be put the mask on, go to the toilet, don't touch the mask while you're in there. I'm saying that at the moment we're not doing that. That's why the poo's going to... Because you think you stand up, then you put your mask back on, you go to the bathroom. He's saying, why did you take your mask off when you did that? Because you're like, oh, I can breathe. That's stupid. That doesn't work. I've never walked into the B105 toilet and Mm. gone, oh, God, fresh air, mask off. Every time I walk in there, I hold up my cardigan over my face. Like, God. But it's it's guaranteed social distancing. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't normally have... Toilet stalls more than 1.5 metres together. Well, there you go. If you've only got one mask, you're doing something wrong because you're supposed to be washing it daily. (laughs) Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Dad bought this place 15 years ago for a steal. It's worth almost as much today as when we bought it. How's the serenity? So much serenity. What a bloody good movie that was, hey? Great movie. At 131060, we want to open up the phones here real quick this morning. What are you living with? Um, I finally had to fix our toilet this week because the the cistern had broken, mm. so it wasn't filling. Um, the you know the little bit that sort of when you take the lid off it and you see in the back it lifts up and then when it while it's filling when it hits a certain point it then stops and tells mm. it to stop filling. When you flush it, it would drop down, but then the water wouldn't fill again. So I'd unplugged or unscrewed um, the the tap hose inside the toilet. So every time you used our toilet at home, and we only have one at the moment, you would have to then turn the tap on yourself to fill the back of the toilet. <laughs> and so every time we'd have a visitor, you'd have to be like, oh, just hang on a second. You'd have to give them a tutorial oh, on how, wow. to, how use to do the it. Wow. Well, here's a bucket. Pour this yeah. in. Remember, he's always living around. Or there's like a that. lemon tree out the back, uh, and they love it. I think it's just, I always find that I go, oh, that's right. We've got to fix that. Like, we've had yeah. a light off in our kitchen, and when anyone comes over and they turn on the lights, you're like, oh, that one doesn't work. <laughs> and you kind of go, it just went out. It didn't just went out. It went out four years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we've just never replaced it. But yeah. I was like, well, we don't need it. You just use the other light. And if it's really at night, just use the phone. That's so many times. That's fine. And it's just, I think it adds to the character. But yeah. I don't know. I'm putting up with so much because I'm married to a builder. A house yeah. isn't done. And the neighbours next door have just moved in, lovely house. But I think they find it strange that I walk a plank <laughs> to get to our backyard. What do you mean you walk a plank? There's a plank. There's no stairs there. So if you're coming from the front, we walk a plank. Well, that's you, fun. Dar. Yeah, it's, a, it's a metal plank. Mm-hmm. And the kids get... love it. They bounce on it. And oh, now it bounces like... a bit too much when I walk on it mm-hmm. compared to them. But you walk down the plank. Like a painter's scaffold plank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I'm just used to it now. Does it get hot in summer? What do you mean? They get hot in summer. Out in the sun, yeah. or is it undercover? 
No, but it's not really our, the issue. I mean, you've got to walk the plank quick anyway because it'll probably fall down. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not to play with stuff. Yeah. Let's do it. Well, you up. never notice it really, like, from, for us, we'd been doing filling up the back of the toilet for so long mm. that it's not until someone else was in the house and then you get that little bit of shame about it where you'd be like, oh, actually, yeah. I should do something about this. Mm. Even times someone we used to have a whole play, old place and I used to go, oh, no, back door because the front door wouldn't open. We had to shut it permanently because it wouldn't open and shut. Mm. It, so we put screws in it so it was shut permanently. Mm. So people that were like door knocking for money used to go around the back and they used to get so confused that they used to just leave. I was like, good point. Our, uh, we've got a, a door on the deck that leads out in, onto the deck from the kitchen and when we moved in um, we were like, uh, this door doesn't lock. And I went, yeah. Well, no. <laughs> it's, you can get into the house from that yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we just never locked it. It's fine. Never and been broken you into. never lock it, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten some good stuff through that door, actually. <laughs> 13, 10, 60, this is what we want to know. Whether you're in a rental, uh, whether you own the house and you know you should fix it, what are you living with? Because I remember going through that even when I was younger renting. I never wanted to ask the real estate to fix something because mm. I was always worried that they would like, get crabby and then not re-sign our lease. Yeah. So we didn't have shower screens sometimes. We would just deal with that. Didn't like, you used to sign a lease and then just when you signed a lease, you used to give an issue of complaints? That's what we used to do. Oh, like you'd sign the lease yes. and then a week later you'd go, by the way, these are not working. Well, I was always worried and scared that they would be like, hey, you know that extra person you've got living yeah. there that you're not yeah. telling us about? Yeah, yeah they've got to come over and then they see everything else wrong with the house. That's exactly we'll right. Just look at this bit. Just look at this bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Natasha in North Lakes, what are you putting up with in your place? Um, we have a, lo- a yard full of, lo- um, sorry, <laughs> a lawn full of weeds. Maddie, off you pop. Maddie will come over. Yeah, he loves it. That would be great because I have zero idea what to do and we just keep mowing over it. It looks like grass. It's green. Like <laughs> Everyone thinks that, and this is the problem when you've got all weeds everywhere, it actually looks really, really nice when it's freshly mowed because weeds will always be really green. Then why but then, can't you just keep that then? Because the next day, for yeah. some reason... Well, they grow so quickly. Weeds will grow quicker than the actual lawn. How big's yeah, your... Yeah, we have to mow a lot. Yeah. How big's your yard? It's only like a little L shape. Yeah. See, so, because the best bet is, and people hate this, you got to start again. Napalm it, new turf down. Well, see, that's what I thought, but we got new turf when we got into the actual place, and then it all just grew as weeds. So I was like, oh, uh, right. I don't know if it's worth it. What's wrong with that then? It's the soil. Well, I don't want to, I don't want to can. I, I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole here. Was it a brand new build? <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't. Oh, because usually builders was- never get a builder to do your lawn for you. Right. They always ruin it. Mm. And they know that. They don't care. Why do you keep telling me that my lawn will be okay? I want to get someone else in. Because I'm going to come and fix it. (laughs) (laughs) Pip, (laughs) what are you putting up with? I live in an old apartment building and there's no elevator, so there's like stairs. And the very first set of stairs, it's got one of those buttons that you push in, the light comes on, and then when the button pops out, the light goes off. And probably for about six months, that bottom light doesn't work. No one on my side of the building has reported it and we've all just got used to it. So we use our phone, but my mum visits once a month and without fail every month. Have you emailed Body Corporate? Has someone fixed this light? 
No, none of us have. Turn your phone on, Mum. Shut up. (laughs) Nah, but you pay the body corporate so much, you get them to work. Mm. Yeah, but Mm. no one ever does it. You know, Mm. it's the... And then one day, you're going to... You know, it probably does work now. No one in the building's bothered pressing it. When you've got the body corporate, one of the people have to live in it, right? The one that's in charge of it all. Mm. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And And they they just put their hand up as a volunteer. They don't get paid for it. But they're always the people that want that power. Yeah, you know, you'd yeah. be body corporate. God, no! I lived in a in a body corporate, um, uh, like a state on the Gold Coast once. I would never want that. The guy would walk around putting notes in people's <laughs> letterboxes <laughs> saying your bins haven't gone in. Okay, maybe it's Stav. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd see him in the street, be like Bruce, you're our neighbour, mate. Stop picking fights, Sarah and Karina. What are you putting up with? Uh, lights that I can't change because the ceilings are too high. Oh, mm. how many of them are not working? Uh, I'm up to two now out of three. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're saving money on power, so that's a win. When, when you're rental, can you get them to change the light bulb? Because we were always too scared to ask them. Uh, mm. if, because now they often have like the uh, the ones that last years. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess if you can't reach it, you can ask uh, them. Jo- uh, Sarah, why don't you see if you can get the real estate to come out and do it for you? It would require an electrician to come out and do it. <gasps> oh, they're that broken. Well, no, they, they they won't come out and do it themselves. They have to call an electrician yeah, to, to change the light bulb. To come and change yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. So look at us all quali- unqualified people changing light bulbs, taking willy nilly, taking their life <laughs> in our own hands. <laughs> hey, Jane, what are you living with? A noisy whirly bird. It sounds like someone's got a stick in your bicycle wheel. Oh no! Um, up on your roof. And yeah, and you forget about it until it's windy, and then that's it. It just shakes the whole house and the neighbours. Oh, we've been going mental yeah. yesterday. Yes, yeah. Mm. yeah. Luckily, we were at work, but nighttime, it's really, really annoying. You're going to forget it fixed? Oh, yeah, but I don't know who to call, so I'm going to check it out today because it's driving me nuts. <laughs> Bet you don't. Yeah. <laughs> call us tomorrow. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Tell you what, there's been photos. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck, who, of course, is back with Jennifer Lopez after many years um, away. Um, and they've had kids with other people. Now they're back together and it's a beautiful romance. But he has been seen at Tiffany and Co. Oh. Looking at engagement rings. Little he was there box. with his mum and his nine-year-old son. Wow. They looked at engagement rings and everyone's like, it's going to happen. Like, everyone's been waiting now. Could you imagine people? Like, even the assistant of Jennifer Lopez would have went, hey, act surprised, but Ben's just been caught here. <laughs> and showed the photos. Also, a tough one, like J-Lo, who's a very successful woman with lots mm-hmm. of money and I'm yeah. sure lots of beautiful mm-hmm. jewellery. Yeah. Like, there, there's well, pressure to, to, to get a good one. I went to, I've been there before, guys, in New York. And uh, when you look at the ones down the bottom floor, you look up the top and you realize, oh, that's oh. where they take you when you got money. Mm. There's like a few floors up and they take you in a special ele- elevator yeah. to have a look at those ones. But it ends up that it's not the case at all. He was actually on a scavenger hunt. What? Yes, he was on a scavenger hunt with his family. They divided in two different groups. They were seen with pen and paper, writing a list. They had to run in. They just ticked that they had found it, and then they had run out. Who They're does fun. a scavenger hunt? They're I don't fun. know. I've done one. Do you, do you reckon he looks like a scavenger hunt sort of person? He, with his kid. He's doing it with his kids. And his mum, and then his sister, and the other family mm. members were on another it's one. The, it's a fun family activity that they do together. Yeah, the annual Affleck scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah, but in, when you do your scavenger hunt... Mm. I can't imagine you're going to high-end jewellery stores. Like, oh, where just, would you? It's just where you live. Mine was out at um, uh, Beanley. <laughs> when did you do that, though? Oh, a couple of years ago. They were all the rage for a while. There, it was fun. 
And, and so where, where do you go on your scavenger hunt, like Target? All the different places that are mapped out, and you've got to beat the Find other things. people. Yeah. Right. Get a wheelbarrow, get a shovel. Okay. I've never... Did Rory do it with you? No. No, it was her slowing me down. Stabbing the boys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, lads. <laughs> boys weekend. Okay. Stabbing your heart. Each of the own. Don't oh. knock it till you try it. When I... No, no. Shit. I'm not going to yuck your yum, mate. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but we wanted on 13, 10, 60. When did you think they were going to propose? Because I know, and I'm the worst at it, when a lady here is, like, really keen to get married and mm. she goes on a holiday and her partner's booked Hamilton Island, mm. she's got her nails done and we all go... Oh, my God, is this going to be the trip? And she's like, no, it's not going to be the trip. And then she'll come back with a ring. Or they won't come back with a ring and you won't talk about it. Mm. Or they come in, you go, how was the holiday? They go, it was shit. Fuck, I hated it. No, it was fine. No, they don't. They go, no, it was fine. I I I knew that he wasn't going (laughs) to He was never going to, but he wouldn't do that. I don't want him to yet. It's a a cliche. Do you know what? It's not even the... I don't... I'm not ready (laughs) at the moment, to be honest, and I'm going to take off these nails. But Nat, our producer... Your sister had a moment when she thought she was going to have to go, yes. It did, and it's my favourite story of all time. <laughs> her and her partner went to New Zealand not so long ago, and um, her partner suggested to walk out onto this long boardwalk with this beautiful scenery. Oh, and sit in down New on Zealand, a... too. That's oh, just yeah. like, God's own it's like a very romantic. Postcode. Mm. Postcard. Uh, looking over at the water, beautiful scenery. They sit down on a park bench. He turns to my sister, reaches into his jacket pocket, and <gasps> pulls out a vape and says, Do you want a vape? <laughs> <laughs> she was devastated. I mean, devastated. the answer's still yes. <laughs> What flavour? <laughs> oh, grape, of course. <laughs> was he? Was that the first time he'd ever vaped or something? Like, was he a regular? No, smoker? I think just the, the beautiful boardwalk and the, the scenery. Vape, it, it, he's yeah. probably pulled out a vape before, but my, because yeah. of change of scenery, my sister was like, "No, nope, this is it." Mm. I don't think if you if you if you if you know that your partner is waiting for you to propose, I don't think you can book holidays and take them on romantic walks down the beach. Oh, you can. I just don't think you can reach into your pocket. Oh, that's well, that's, what, what if your wallet's in there and the streets guy comes along and you're buying an ice cream or something? <laughs> you, don't like, put, you don't put a ring in your back pocket. That's that's this pocket here in your jacket. You don't put anything in there. Okay, so if you're doing anything romantic and you're not engaged, you're not allowed to reach for any pockets above the belt, is what you're saying? 100%. Okay, that's okay. a good rule. Hey, Nat, you're on the air. You thought you were going to get engaged? I sure did, guys. Um, my beautiful husband... Um, at the time, we were on a European um, Kentucky tour, and he actually took the engagement ring on the tour. Um, he was going to propose under the Eiffel Tower, but um, there was too many people, and I got really grumpy under there. So we went, "Oh, screw that! I'm not, I'm not proposing." <laughs> and then we went through Venice on the gondolas, and he wanted to have a private moment on the gondolas, but they jam-packed everyone on them. So. He didn't. He didn't propose, and then um, we got that was we were together ten years before we actually got engaged. Um, he um, took another two years after that to propose to me. So <laughs> must have been really cranky. No, he oh, had the ring though. Yeah, look, um, I didn't know at the time. But when I got back, um, a travel agent said to me, "Oh, so how was your how was the proposal?" And I went, "Pardon." Oh. Um, because he asked to insure some jewellery, but he didn't say what it was, and it actually ended up being a watch. But she just went, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just a ring. So I went into the two years after that going, okay, where's this ring that I'm supposed to get? <laughs> um, but it was all worth it because we celebrate our 15-year wedding anniversary tomorrow, and we've been together 25 years oh. and two children. Congratulations. So, and the moral of the story, uh, Natalie, don't be grumpy under the Eiffel Tower. Never. Smiles mm. on. Mm-hmm. Chelsea Ch- in Red Bank Plains. 
When did you think you were getting proposed to, but you didn't? <laughs> hey, team. Um, I moved to Mount Isa to be with my now husband um, five years ago now, or four years ago now. Mm. Um, he was building up this thing. We, it had to be the perfect time. It had to be the perfect weather. Wouldn't tell me what it was. He was just going to take me somewhere. In the back of my mind, little voice, yeah, he's going to propose, going to propose. Anyway, the perfect weather and the perfect time finally came around and we went out to this beautiful three-tiered waterfall. It had rained. It was just about to hit sunset. We got out of the car, started walking. Oh, he had to go back to the car to get something oh. that he forgot. I was like, my heart was racing. I was like, this is it. This is the ring. <laughs> yep. There's yep. hidden cameras somewhere. The... I better get, yeah, get in the yeah, perfect position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Went up to the top tier of the waterfall, like in this beautiful like pool, sun sunset like over the valley it was just stunning photos we took the camera like it was amazing nothing nothing turns out he went back to get his cigarettes out of the car there was no ring um yeah i was grumpy the entire way home and that was it i was like this there's a deadline now you have to do it you have to plan something proper wow was the actual proposal as romantic or I don't think anything could beat that night. It no. was amazing. But yeah. no, he tried something, but it, no, it wasn't as it's romantic so at all. It's <laughs> so hard as a girl because it's what we would say was a perfect moment. We're like, yeah. this is a perfect moment. You're you're wasting it. Like, yeah. if I had to organise it, this would have been it. Whereas I'm like, I just got the high score on Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Now's the time. How good is this, babe? <laughs> Sharon, hi. You thought you were getting proposed to. Hi, how are we, guys? Good. That's good. Um, yes, yeah, so mine was Christmas time. The whole family's sitting around. We're handing out presents from under the tree, and mine was the last gift to come out. The whole family's looking at me. It's a little square box. Hmm. I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is it. I open it up. It's this beautiful diamond ring with the centre diamond and some off to the side, and I started to cry. And my family's looking at me going, oh, this is amazing. And, and he turns around and he says to me, it's not an engagement ring. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a ring, babe. Calm down. That's on him. And in my mind, I'm shattered and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's such a stunning ring and I'm supposed to be happy that I've got this ring, but inside I'm just crushed going, he's not proposing. No, that's that's his fault. What kind of a person doesn't realise that that's going to be your assumption? Yeah, and I think he got such a kick out of it, too. <laughs> Did you end up marrying him? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not married to him yet. Yes. Oh. And how many, oh. how many years ago was that? Uh, that was probably four years ago. <laughs> well, if it's a big ring, imagine how much he engagement ring. Well, that's what I said to him now, you know, because he, he likes to spend money on his Jeep. And I said, I'm just counting the dollars going, well, yeah. that's a two-carat now. So, <laughs> Is he a smoker? Yeah. No. Okay, no. well, you're safe there then. He won't be going to get durries next time he sneaks off to the like the last call. Uh, no. Well, good luck, Sharon. <laughs> Hopefully it all Thank works you. out for you. Have a... Oh, uh, look, it doesn't matter. I'm still... I love him to death. So. Oh. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. That's what me and a father is all about. I am your father. The next Sunday is Father's Day, don't forget. And we know a lot of dads out there will get their their socks and their jocks and they'll be happy with it. But imagine if you didn't give birth, well, you wouldn't have given birth, but if it wasn't your biological child and they looked at you and they called you dad. We want to be able to have some of those moments. So if there's someone out there that you would like to thank, please get in touch on our Facebook page. Because this morning we have Maddie's beautiful wife, Esther, and his son, Ethan. How old are you now? I'm 
19. I forgot my age. <laughs> <laughs> no, one thing um, that we love is that you have a deeper voice than your dad and you also are taller than your dad. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the age gap between you guys? Uh, 14. You guys uh, met for the first time when you, Ethan, you would have been how old, do you know? I was only three years old at the time. Uh, I don't remember how we met, actually. Like Probably through your mum. Yeah, I mean, obviously that. <laughs> I, I mean, like... Do you, I rem- you don't remember, have any recollection? I don't remember the first time meeting Dad. I remember vaguely the first time meeting Dad's family. Uh-huh. I don't remember the first time meeting Dad, though. Now, as soon as you guys met, you he was aware that you had a child? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he was living with my best friend at the time, flatting with her. Um, and I'd been living with her just before that. So, yeah, he knew of me, I think, mm-hmm. um, and Ethan before we met. But I was with someone else, so we split. <laughs> <laughs> and then I met Matt sort of two weeks after that. And Rebound yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, it was never going to be serious. We we He was 18, I was 22. I was moving to Brisbane in like three months, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So there was never... This is going anywhere. It's just we're just having fun. So, did you have a rule of not introducing any partners to Ethan? Not a rule exactly, but because we weren't talking about it being serious, that was just something that I kind of kept Ethan from. Yeah. And then, yeah. So we we'd actually gone to his Christmas party on the coast. I went as his date. And he begged me to be his girlfriend no, on the beach. <laughs> he did. He was you like, begged Please. me. Anyway, so however it happened. Um, but Ethan was being babysat at, um, at my uncle's place by my parents. So before I went and picked him up, I actually dropped Matt at the shops around the corner. Right. Because <laughs> oh, I didn't want him want... to meet the whole... Yeah, that's like, fair enough. Yeah. That's at a Woolworths. A I was sitting out on a Woolworths park bench like I was waiting to do a drug deal, <laughs> hungover. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, so, yeah, I dropped him off, and then I got Ethan in the car and um, came back and picked him up to drive him back to Brisbane. Mm. And, um, yeah, Ethan got in the car and was like, hey, Mum, who's your buddy? (laughs) (laughs) Well, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Were you nervous at that point because you knew that you were serious with Esther? Oh, I was incredibly nervous about meeting Ethan because I... I was so head over heels for Esther that I knew as well. I could tell just by her talking about Ethan what a great mum she was. And I knew that if he didn't like me, mm-hmm. that was going to be the end of it. Mm. But I also respected that and that's what I loved so much about her is that I, I knew deep down that there was never going to be anything that would get between her and Ethan. Mm. So I was very aware that that was really important for me to have a great relationship with him if I was ever to have anything with her at the same time. So while you were waiting outside the Woolies, did you pop in and get a bag of lollies or something? (laughs) (laughs) I was was 18 and had no idea. I should have thought of that, shouldn't I? Is this strange to hear all this talk? Because for you, he's always just been your dad. Uh, Yeah, it is actually. Because I can't can't ever imagine, you know, dad not really being around. Because I still have memories of laying in the bed, like when mum and dad had started dating. I still have memories of them, of me laying in the bed and dad just giving me his laptop to watch like Pokemon or something. And at on. that point, you want that's a real dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, that's all I needed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All I needed yeah. was some videos and just to be alone in my bed. Mm. Not much has changed. But, yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. <laughs> what do you think of your relationship 
with him now? I think it's great. You know, like when I was going through my more formative years of like early teenageness, I was I was a pain. Mm. I know I was a pain in hindsight. At the time, I thought I was being perfectly reasonable. <laughs> you know, wanting to go, wanting to sneak out with my friends late at night. But you know, now I don't want to do that, and I think that's because Dad uh, taught me how to be more responsible and kind of put me on a good way. I think it's always been hard because we have been so close in age, me and your mum with you, is we already knew what you were doing before you'd even thought about doing it. Mm. At least with us, we could trick our parents because there was a bit more of a gap. Yeah, because yeah, you were doing no it on idea. Friday night and they were doing it on Saturday night. So they knew <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it is. It's, you probably were more strict on what yeah. other parents would be because you knew what was going I on. I think so. I think people expected, like, they'd just be friends hanging out, you know, mm. go to the pub or whatever. But Matt's very responsible, as you guys know. He's boring. So, <laughs> 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 your words, <stuff. laughs> um Yeah, so Ethan's probably got it harder than some of his par- his friends whose parents are, you know, in their... 50s maybe mm. because they they're like oh you're our youngest kid huh, who cares you know mm. like we'll be with Eden probably like, yeah, oh right. sure honey whatever you want no do. we will no 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 we won't whereas <laughs> <laughs> he got the brunt of all of our like well, yeah I was I was an only child for like 12, 12 years, years yeah. you mm. know and you with could've... two parents we're like dad's 15 year gap mom's a 19 year gap 12 18. years of like 18 sorry that like difference just meant you guys could keep a better eye on me. Mm. Do you remember the first time he looked after you by himself? Because he remembers mm. it quite clearly. I remember, <laughs> I remember choking on a coin. <laughs> oh. I don't remember much else. I think. Do you remember I think why kind of, you like to eat money? Like that wasn't the first I time you put money in. Pretty good. Oh, <laughs> no, Did you once get for the ones with chocolate on the inside? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So that's what he had in common with money. They both liked money. One yeah. liked to eat it. One liked to collect it. So. Esther had a work thing on, and I, for the first time, I said, "Just leave him with me." I said, "He'll be fine." Were so, you scared as anything? I, of course I was. I went out, and I remember. I bought everything to buy spaghetti bolognese, so I didn't want to like do the cook, pe- buy pizza and stuff. He was upstairs in my room. I was in a two-bedroom unit, and I was cooking, and I could hear him jumping on the bed. And I was like, stop jumping on the bed! And then I heard bang, and I was like, are you all right? No answer. Mm, that's- Ethan! <laughs> no answer. And I ran upstairs, and there had been like a little pile of coins on, on a table in my room, and he had the 50-cent coin in his mouth. And he was choking on it. And so I had to <laughs> put my hands down to get it out. He vomited all the way down my arm. And you know what he said to me when I got it out? Mm. Please don't tell my mum. <laughs> and I said, I absolutely won't. <laughs> Character building. Yeah, yeah. He later on, you did tell your mum about it. Um, but I, I remember that thinking, oh, my God. I've been, And that was like 20 minutes in mm. to being left with him. Would you do buy him a piggy bank after that? Mm. <laughs> yeah, no. So she came. I told we told Esther about it, and he'd done it before. Right. Yeah. When he was like one or something. Mm. Yeah. How much money are you carrying around in there? I know. <laughs> I don't know how many five cent coins it's I like, digested. That if he wasn't chubby at the time, you would have thought we didn't feed him. Uh, are you aware of how much he's changed your life though? Like I say, that's just because we met. Oh, I don't know how long it was ago. Maybe fifteen years ago. And I remember mm. thinking you were a little bit of an obnoxious shite. Um, but <laughs> then you started talking about your son, and like you know, I don't know if you called him your son at that stage or mm. what the situation was, but it was just you. He was your life. Absolutely. I 
don't think I would be who I am today. I don't think I'd be in this job. I don't think I would have the success. I don't think I would have anything that I have if I hadn't have met Esther. I, I don't think we'd be together if it wasn't for Ethan. Mm. And oh. same thing. I'd, I 100% agree with you. We had a really tough... Uh, <laughs> We're both stubborn and yeah, yeah. we used to... Fight. We used to fight a lot. <laughs> we, had a, we had a lot of breakups. Yeah. And I always say to everyone, the hardest thing I found through all of those breakups was I obviously really loved Esther, but I couldn't at that young age comprehend that type of relationship at mm. 18, 19. But I also found it really hard to um, break up with two people. Mm. And it always really hurt me when we would have periods of time where we weren't together. Because I would obviously miss Esther, but then I always felt like I was missing out on on him because mm. we got really close. He was more in love with. <laughs> no, no, I loved you both equally. <laughs> equally, but I always felt this. I always felt this sense of that I had let him down mm. yeah, at the same time because he had you. You were his father, and you yeah, didn't mm. feel like you deserved. Yeah. yeah, and and that was that was oh. that was really hard because I. Do you felt, remember any of those times? No, no. <laughs> he was always there. When did you start considering him as your son? Because you always hear the other way of, like, when did you start calling him dad? But when did you go, this is... Um, it was pretty early on. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was pretty much... I reckon uh, as soon as we moved in together, we moved in together really quickly. We did. That was probably not a wise choice. No. <laughs> after three months, we moved in together. <laughs> then um, it really we sounds like out. he's the yin to both of your yang. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Oh. 100%. If Ethan wasn't around, there's no way we would be married today. He was, mm. like, the... The glue glue between us. Yeah. Um, wow, don't move out, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, know. Uh, I think I straight away I definitely felt like a father to him, but I also had to tread carefully because if it didn't work out between us, yeah. you know, mm. I had to, we had to be careful about that. And we had the conversation. I was like, you know, he's got some really good male role models in his life. You don't have to be that. You can just be his friend. You mm. can but it was it came naturally to Matt. That's who he is. Like, he'd been through so much with his father being sick when he was a teenager, a young teenager, mm. that he valued fatherhood so much, he just naturally did it. You know, like, I, I remember the first time I thought, oh, okay, he's actually going to not be his friend. He's going to want to father him. We're in the car, and Ethan was having a tantrum. He was having a go at me over something. He was only three. And Matt just turned around and said, stop, don't speak to your mother like that. Mm. Ethan looked at him like, what, mate? <laughs> yeah. And then he listened, and Matt was like, you be kind to your mother. She does a lot for you. And then that was like, we just drove along in silence. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a hard thing for, I think, people to navigate because you have to talk about it a lot. Like, at what point do you say, call me dad? Or yeah. and, and in the same token, we've been lucky that it was always just us three, mm. you know, for the... Mm. For the time, we never had to consider anybody else. Y yeah, Ethan mm. was with you full time as well, which yeah. I think makes it, yeah, totally different. Easier, yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, um, we better let you two get out of here before you share more stories about me. But um, if you have anyone in your life, any any dad figures in any way, shape, or form that you want to give a big uh, Happy Father's Day to next week, please let us know about them on our Facebook page, Stav, Abby, and Matt. And I will see you guys at home in a couple of hours. <laughs> yep. Yep. See you there. All right. <laughs> they were our worst guests ever, weren't they?
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Okay, parents, listen up because I think the kids should be at school by now, uh, especially the teenagers, right? They're, they're learning early. <laughs> uh, so this is hilarious, and this oh. is a bit of a hack from a, an Aussie mum who shared it with the group and everyone's gone, brilliant, mm. I'm going to try it because on this page everyone's sharing different hacks. There's one person that was saying, oh, my, my kids won't get going in the morning, can't get them to have breakfast. The other one said, well, you'd take a cereal, uh, like in a Ziploc bag, yeah. and just get the cartons of little milk and just they can eat their cereal on the way, take a drink of the carton of milk and squish it in their mouth and swallow. Yeah. There you go, cereal done. <laughs> that's that's yeah. beautifully brilliant. Someone was saying I can't get the kids to stop weeing on the seat. Um, and like, you know, and the they won't wipe bowl. it, the toilet, mm. well, even yeah. on the seat yeah, if yeah. they do it. Yeah. Um, and then the next person that sits down is disgusting. So then, you know, she said that she puts water on the seat. So that way where the kids go, oh, oh they know what it's like. And she'll go, oh, whoopsie, mm. that was we. You probably should really start wiping yours. She said that won't work. Do your boys lift the... Yes. You know this, see, I cannot get Xander trying to lift up the, the second seat. Scotty's pretty mm. hectic with it. He's ah. he's a bit of a... Um, he's, he's very well domesticated right. and yeah. he's quite a germ. Well trained. He's well, well trained. Well trained, yeah. yeah so he's always, he'll always put it down and he'll always talk the boys up. Yeah. Yeah, he even does inspections after as well. Oh, wow. Mm. Oh, what, you're not allowed out of the bathroom until he's done the Because our middle inspect? son came out and said, well, guys, guys, can I have a chat? We're like, yeah, what? And he goes... It stinks in there. And we're like, mate, that's not our bathroom. Well, someone needs to clean it. It smells like we. And we're like, we don't we around it. You guys are going to have to do it. So they got the wipes and they cleaned it themselves. Oh, good. Yeah. But this one is good, especially for teenagers uh-huh. that have messy rooms. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you're like, can you please tidy your room up? Can you please tidy your room up? And they'll do like maybe one big clean up every month mm. but this mum got so annoyed that they would eat in their room and they would leave plates there you know maybe they'd go and have yeah. a pie they'd leave all the cutlery there with the plate and mm. it'd be all dirty and she's like you're gonna get mice and they'd be like okay whatever mum i'm not gonna get mice so she's like i've had enough she did a little bit of research and worked out that mice droppings look exactly the same as black rice that you get from the health food store. Yeah, I can give her that. Yeah. So she went and bought it from the health food store and she put it under their beds, she puts it in their closet, and then she thought, <laughs> you know what, bugger you, I'm putting back the sheets and I'm putting it into the bed mm-hmm. and shut it. And then she didn't say anything, right? And then they all came home and they're oh, my God. She's like, what, what? She- Nothing. They cleaned all their rooms. Oh. She said it works every time. Really? Mm. I thought she was ah. going to go to a pet shop and get some mice. I thought she was oh, going to do that too. Bad. <laughs> that's not bad. But yeah. if you look at it, it's very similar. I can understand. Oh, yeah. That looks like mice droppings. Yeah, yeah and a teenager doesn't go for black rice. They, they hardly no. ever see that. Yeah. Well, that, that thickness one, I think you've got to get for a health food stop. That would probably work stop. on your husband too, I reckon. Yeah, I wouldn't, well, if I wouldn't have known that. It, let us know. It would be ironic if a floor full of um, brown um, rice attracted the mice. Yeah, the black yeah, like, rice, our favourite. Ooh, we love it. Yeah, that's why our poo looks like it all the time. It's the only thing we eat. Or the kid comes out, mum's eating the rest of the rice she didn't scoot it, spread around the room. She's like, what? Just having a Mexican bowl, relax. There you go, try it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. As another show draws to a close, Stav, Abby and Matt take a moment to reflect.
Today we had uh, your beautiful uh, wife, Esther, and son, Ethan, in the studio with us. Um, And such a beautiful chat. You should download the podcast for it if you missed it. And there was a photo of us um, with them, Mm -hmm. and that was posted at the B105 Instagram account. I got a text message from my mum. Yeah. Abby, are you wearing Ugg boots in that photo? (laughs) (laughs) And I wrote back, yes. And she wrote... What a bogan. <laughs> now, I know my mum. It wasn't like, what a bogan, haha. It was like, what a bogan, how disgusting. Mm. That was a disappointment text. Mum likes to pretend she's all la da She's not la da She's just jealous I got Peter Alexander hugs. <laughs> Is that why you look so um, short in that photo? No, I just always look short in photos. But to my credit, I didn't, I didn't think it was full length. I thought it was just like... Oh, blame, no, the, video, blame no. the photo well, taker, yeah, why don't you? Hey, shoes. <laughs> He's only working with what you've got. <laughs> I just wanted to show everyone because they were beautiful and pink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Reply to your mum and say they're not Uggs, they're Ujays. Ujays. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. Yesterday, my wonderful sister-in-law uh, picked up my daughter for me and dropped her off in the afternoon, mm-hmm. um, which is always nice. She uh, picked her son up, picked up my daughter... And um, it was around the time that they were getting home. And Eden always presses the um, doorbell when she comes in. My kids both do it. They're the only people who use it. That and also the postman Mm. who's delivering a package. And I heard, ding, ding. Like, oh, they're home. Ding, ding. Ding, ding. (laughs) Eden, stop pressing. The bloody doorbell! <laughs> it's Australia Post! <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Sorry! Delivery for Esther? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. But no, thank you. <laughs> Did a little bit of shopping yesterday. Mm, good new shirt. New shirt. Polo. What else did you buy? Are we going to see it throughout the week? Yeah, I'll surprise you. Yeah, don't tell us. It's so okay. exciting. Did you buy fisherman okay. pants or is it, a, have we got enough fisherman pants now? Can you ever have enough yes, fisherman? Yes, can, yes, can, yes, what's yes. The, but yeah. what you is your, what is your total? Well, look, coming from Uggs girl, I would say one is one too many. Well, I've got three. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fashion doyen. Do you wear undies under them? Sometimes. You didn't on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> did you not wear them on Monday? <laughs> I don't know, did I? <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's the just... thing. It's a fisherman's pants. You get your tackle out. <laughs> <laughs> but you just know that you can pull that string and they all go, ta-da! Not these ones. Uh, those oh. ones are uh, elastic band. Oh, you got elastic band. Because yeah. I always just go, dude, I'm so nervous for you. <laughs> Someone what just he's... goes, that's what he's hoping for. I wouldn't be nervous. Yeah. Pays to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't even know where it's... Wrap it? <laughs> yeah, thanks yeah. for nothing. Stop, Abby and Matt. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.